every douchebag I know is named Travis. I actually have a friend named Travis. Are you recording right now? Okay, we've got to edit that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Can you uh, clap in front of the microphone? Oh. Why do we do that? that So I can sync up the audio with the visual. Oh. Got it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Hey, guys. It's Haley. I am here today, actually not with Hannah, because she had something better to do, I guess. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I think she had a doctor appointment, or I'm just going to make stuff up. She just couldn't come. And so I'm actually not here alone. I have my really good friend, Katie, here with me. Hello. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For coming here with I'm me. excited. Katie and I actually road tripped down here together. For those of you who don't know, we record our podcast in Dayton and I live just outside of Columbus. So it's about an hour and a half to an hour to two hours, honestly, depending on traffic and the day. So it is a little bit of a hike and Katie lives in Columbus. So um, she came down here today to record. Um, If you follow me on social media, you would also recognize Katie from my Instagram. She is not only my friend, but she also does all of my workout programming and training. Yes. Um, So I've been working with her. How long has it been? It's been, well... I came to you as a client first. Yeah, we'll definitely get into yeah, we'll that. we'll get into that. For but sure. you've been working with me as my client. I think it was, was it early this year? Like beginning of this year? Yeah. I think. I could, we could honestly probably look back at my training and it yeah. would tell us the number no. of weeks <laughs> we've been working well, together. Well, except some of those weeks were... One of us has bit. been a slacker and it hasn't a been little bit extended. <laughs> Some of our weeks have gone to like, like two. two, but that's okay. But that's whatever. Okay. Sometimes life happens, you know, I could see when our first email was sometimes mm-hmm. I do like just reminisce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I'm going to let Katie introduce herself and kind of yeah. give you guys a little bit of background on what she does. Yeah. Um, It's awesome because not only is she a client of mine, she started as a client first and then we became very fast friends, but um, she also owns her own very successful training business. So you're going to kind of get a little bit of everything with her, um, a little bit about her MBR journey and then her fitness journey and her business journey. So Katie. Yeah. Go for it. Our paths crossed and yeah similarities a lot of similarities kind of in our journeys and as business owners um all right so a little summary let's see if I can (laughs) I haven't done this in a while um all right so a little summary so I have competed in powerlifting and bodybuilding and I have been I've had my own business now since 2000 15. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Can you, I know you're like really humble and that's great, (laughs) but can you tell us what you've accomplished through your competing in? Okay. I'll get there. Okay. Okay, okay. Got it. I promise you I won't like, okay. I'll try, try to like brag a little bit more than I normally. (laughs) It's just a humble brag. Okay. I'll humble brag. Okay. And you're being forced to. So, okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. 
So I have competed, as I said, in powerlifting and bodybuilding. So I have competitively done that um, for since 2014. And so the best that I have done, I've been um, top five in the country in my weight class for powerlifting and that's drug tested. So I do natural bodybuilding, natural powerlifting. Um, so that was my best accomplishment in powerlifting. Um, and then in bodybuilding, I actually won two world titles in natural bodybuilding in 2017. So that was the WMBF, which is the World Natural Bodybuilding Federation, and then the OCB, um, which was the Yorton Cup. Um, so if you're in bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding, you, you kind of know the different federations and there's some different organizations that you can compete in. But anyways, so that was my accomplishment in 2017, which is insane. Like I never expected that to happen. So that was really cool. Um, but before that happened, um, I've been coaching since 2015. Um, and so I work with all kinds of clients, mostly, mostly women. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say about 75% women, but still 25% or 15 to probably 25% men over the years. Um, specializing in strength and physique um, sport. So whether that be someone who wants to look like they compete or, you know, look athletic, Um, but also along the, just having an overall perspective of health and wellness and balance. A lot of times in the fitness industry, there's so many extremes with just fad diets and um, especially the female population with over-dieting, over-exercising, that sort of thing. So my mission is really to help women and men, um, but primarily women, just because it tends to be, we tend to kind of fall into that trap and that cycle of over-exercising, over-dieting, kind of big fluctuations, just the nature of our society um, and kind of the diet culture that we do have. My mission really is to help women break free from that and to be just find something that they love, that they can do, that they feel strong, they feel healthy. They're actually living a life that's better because of it, not right. taking away from their life because of their extreme fitness or their crazy, you know, whatever it may be. Because I've seen so many and I've been there myself. And so it really came from a place of the reason I got into this was because I struggled with it so much myself. I mean, just going back into even early high school. Um, And so um, that's kind of a little synopsis of how I got into this industry was just through my own struggle, Um, really finding, kind of just trying to like figure it out. Like, you know, there has to be a way to be, to enjoy this and to feel. Where it doesn't take over your life completely. And also do I love the competition. So I loved competing in powerlifting. I don't currently do that. Um, And then I've loved competed in bodybuilding and really just kind of the lifestyle and the discipline that it's really taught me a lot. And I've met some incredible people through this industry and really been blessed in where I've been led um, and I never expected to be here, like never, right. never. If you would have told me, you know, 10 years ago, kind of where I would be, I'd be like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what's so. funny? I feel like a lot of people who end up doing what they love, like they make their passion their work. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like almost all of them would tell you, I never imagined myself being right. here and like this being my job. Right. You know, because it doesn't like feel like work. Right. 
And also too, I think there's an aspect of the fact that I like struggled so much with this area in my life and it really has become a strength, um, which is a testament to for sure something that is a weakness ending up being kind of your um, platform and your ability to help other people. Right. So that's why too, I'm so, I think, passionate about overcoming and then using that to help other people. Right. Because it's not just about your own journey. It's about, okay, what impact can you make in the big picture? It's because it's, you know, if we just focus on it's my life, this, you know, success, everything, it's like, there's so much more you could do with that because you, other people, they want to, they, they hear your story. They see that you've overcome something that gives them hope. That's all we really want in life is, is hope and, and encouragement and like, oh, if she did that. Yeah. And somebody to relate to. Yeah. Also. And being real about it too. And not sort of putting up this facade. People can see right through that. And I think that's why a lot of people have related to me. Um, and it's sometimes hard to be open and transparent, especially right. on the internet with like strange people. <laughs> well, that's, if, <laughs> but, yeah. if you're, if you don't know about Katie, if you haven't creeped on her from, <laughs> from social media, she has a very large social media following, um, which is one of the things, you know, we were talking about on the way here, just yeah. how, um, kind of how you built that and we can kind of get into that here in a little mm-hmm. bit but I want to hear because you used to be in a corporate yeah job mm-hmm. I did so okay what did you do I mean yeah. you don't have to say like where you worked yeah. if you don't want to but oh, and then how yeah. did you transition into doing your own thing because we do have women um, and I think some men too that mm-hmm. listen who aren't in the hair industry right so right. I'd be curious to hear yeah for sure um, so my situation was a little bit unique and every single person's situation is going to be different. So totally. Um, so it really, it was an interesting journey. That's for sure. And that's how I like know that I'm meant to be where I am because it's like, if I would have like planned this all out. I never would have like, right. It wouldn't it have wouldn't happened. Have worked. How it, did. it never yeah. would have worked. Um, so I actually I went to Ohio State University and I was a business major and I specialized in finance. Okay. Um, so that was I graduated 2014 or no, I graduated a semester early. Yeah, so in 2013. Yeah, because I started my corporate job in January of 2014. So. I worked, I interned in, in college, um, at limited brands, Mm -hmm. which is a, so they own Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret at the time they owned Henry Bendel. I think they sold that, um, since, but, um, so great company, really well known here in Columbus, great place to get your start kind of in business. Like it's very, um, you'll learn so much, which I did. I'm so thankful for that experience. So I interned there. And then I was offered a full-time job. So I was a financial analyst for, I think, about six months. And then I was offered another position as a um, in space planning, which is kind of a combination of, it's so weird talking about it. I'm like, I did this. Okay, this is weird. It's like a combination. I'm like, I do not do that now. <laughs> You're like, what does that even mean? I write fitness plans. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it's kind of a combination between merchandising, 
um, allocation, finance, and planning. It's interesting. But basically, I worked with merchants, okay. um, worked with finance to basically lay out the store um, specifically. So I was in Bath & Body Works soaps. Ooh. So I laid out the soaps and, you know, made them look all pretty but anyways um so made the layout of the store the most productive so what that means is like the most sales per square foot basically is what we wanted to do because how you lay out the store is so important visually i'm hitting the microphone sorry visually for how people see things and how they purchase okay um, and so what fixtures are the most productive and where do we need to place those in the store? So fixtures that are more productive will be towards the front of the store and more front and center. Right. Whereas fixtures that aren't as productive might be more off to the side. Anyway, so that's kind of what I did. Um, and during that time, I was very involved in um, going to seminars, learning about bodybuilding and powerlifting. It was kind of like my, like, I was like nine to five, like work, Katie. And then it was like the after hours, Katie. <laughs> Were you competing at the time you were going to these seminars? Um, I was starting to. Okay, you were getting into yeah, it. Yeah, it was really my passion. I was like, I just literally, I would like, during the day, I would listen to things about nutrition, about nu- training, you know, while I was working. Either. Okay. Because at that time, there, were, there weren't podcasts really at all. Um, so like YouTube videos and that okay. sort of thing. And I actually had, I was so, it's so crazy, like thinking back, but I was, able to have a couple mentors in the industry who are some of the um, top like science-based fitness training and nutrition oh, cool. um, okay. researchers. Right. So very science-based, which is kind of a little niche in the fitness industry. It's, um, you know, they do research on dieting and training and different types of like powerlifting training. So like one of my mentors, he like did research at a university on powerlifting training. Like wow. so weird yeah. that I would like be able to, as a 21 or whatever year old, be able to like, like be, pick like, his brain go and there. Yeah. So I would right. go to Florida a lot because they all were down in Florida. Um, and then one of my first coaches was kind of one of the pioneers in sort of this whole industry. Um, so like very science-based training anyways. So during this time, I really just felt like this pull to that. So I was trying to learn as much as I possibly could. So I didn't go through a traditional schooling, Okay, but it was a lot of like hands-on seminar type learning, which I would encourage people, you don't have to necessarily go back to school if you want to do something. Like there's so much information coming out in certain industries, especially if it's becoming very science-based and it's like there's new research all the time. It's like, it's turning so rapidly that you can learn so much literally by podcasts. Not that I'm saying like you can get an education by listening to podcasts. No, I I understand what you're saying. There's so much knowledge to be gained that you can. And experience too. So like working with people. So my coach actually hired me to come as like an assistant trainer um, at some of these seminars. So I got a lot of hands-on learning and and instruction. Um, And this is when I started powerlifting and bodybuilding and I had some success. And so kind of initially, and um, then I, I was encouraged by one of my mentors, actually, his name's Paul, and he's a really great coach in the industry. And he said, Katie, like, I was in your same shoes. He worked a corporate job. Yeah. He didn't have, like, necessarily, like, a trainer's background, but he had kind of a similar background as me. And he said, you, like, you have such a great opportunity. Like, you should go for it. And so I 
worked at limited brands for like two years and then I just put in my two weeks. I didn't have any clients. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> like not one? No. <laughs> Did you like want to throw up? I was like sweating. <laughs> my hands are sweating I just thinking about that. I can still picture it. So we had, it was a two-story building. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. The Bath and Body Works headquarters. It's actually over in Reynoldsburg. Yeah. Um, and I like told one of my coworkers, I was like, I was like, come into the, like this office room. I was like, I was like sweating and like hyperventilating. I was like, I'm going to tell my manager that I'm quitting. And she's like, oh my gosh. So we were like freaking out and it ended up going so great. Like they were so nice about it. So cool. Like, yeah. And they said, if you, if it fails, like just come back and have a job. So I had that security and knowing like if I, if you I had a job, it, if you needed it. Right. Right. And so that I, that's something too, I would encourage people who are maybe looking to do their own thing. Don't burn bridges. Yeah. Don't like go out with a bang and be like, yeah, scroll you like peace out. <laughs> right. Key everybody's I mean, car on your way out. <laughs> would not recommend. I mean, of course, if it's a bad situation, you have to have those tough conversations. You know, that's a different thing, but like, right. don't like still, you know, keep those relationships because I still am so grateful for so many of those people that I worked with who really mentored me um, to build skills in that environment that I never would have built anywhere else. Well, and you've probably else. brought some of them into right. your own business. Right. You know, I mean, we had to do presentations all the time, which I hated at the time, you know, having to like do all these presentations, but then I grew to love it. Right. And so it like really. Now you can me. just talk forever. I literally can't. <laughs> like, I actually don't like write. Like, I prefer to just talk. Yeah. And people, I think, sometimes get annoyed with me because I like can just talk. Like, <laughs> I don't even need you to talk back. I can just talk. (laughs) I can just talk. I literally can talk to a wall. Yeah. Actually, sometimes I talk to myself. I actually did this morning. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Um, So where was I? Okay. So, but I knew I had a great opportunity. So within the first week, I had 10 clients. Like it was like. What do you do to start building that Um, clientele? So I gained a lot of um, exposure first. Okay. So I had a very pretty strong following before I quit my job in terms of like, I did quite a few interviews before that. You're you're like social media following? Social media and doing like interviews and that sort of thing, like in the fitness industry. So like people kind of knew who I was. Yeah. So before I even quit, I got a lot of questions like, are you coaching? Like, I want you to be my coach. Okay. And so I knew that the demand was there. Yeah. um, And people wanted, because coaching, it's not just give me the diet, give me the training. Um, It's also about that relationship. Katie's kind of like a babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. She's my babysitter at least. I, I, sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I feel that way. But, (laughs) but like you're, you're actually like, you think I'm like, that you're high maintenance. You, you're like, no. Oh. At all. Really? Like I have, I'm sometimes a counselor. Oh, I would, I could totally see that because like you have to think and it's similar with hair, which is, yes, it's very, um, how you feel. And I hate to say how you look, but like when you look, when you feel like you look great, it ties into everything that you do. And when you're feeling insecure, mm-hmm. when you've gained 10 pounds, when you've right. gained, you know, whatever that is. When like you're struggling with your 
diet. Yeah. When yes, it's emotional. It's super emotional, and mm-hmm. and you need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And so I'm wanna, sure you are like yeah. a counselor for people, talking people off the ledge, and mm-hmm. like you have to remind them how far they've come. Yes, I'm a constant encourager. You're like the best cheerleader too. She really is, you guys. Like if you yeah. are ever feeling really sad, just go watch Katie's <laughs> stories on Instagram. Something on there is going to like brighten your day. Oh my gosh, that means so much to me. It That's is. I know about your story too. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like it's like, it's always positive. Oh, thanks. That's the thing. I try to keep it positive because there's so much negative out there. It's like we don't need more... Just try to make things funny. Like, make fun of yourself. Like, just yeah, totally. make people laugh. Yeah. But, and and you know what's interesting? I never saw myself, because I was a finance major, like, I love numbers. I love math, which is, which comes, you know, in handy now with, like, training and nutrition and that sort of thing. Yeah, because we have a lot of numbers on those workout papers. <laughs> a lot. There are a lot of numbers. <laughs> Anyways. Um... And calculating like calories and macronutrients and all those sorts of things, which we can get into if we want to yeah. dive into that. But anyways, um, so I always saw myself as probably doing like the corporate thing or like being in finance or business or whatever it may, which I am in business, but I didn't see myself necessarily working with people so closely. Right. But it's something that I really enjoy really enjoy. Yeah. And I never saw that aspect as being something that would become a strength. Right. Where I feel like, which just like I said, like sometimes your weaknesses can become your biggest ministries and, um, which is really incredible, you know, thinking about that, but it's been such a blessing for me too, because I've been impacted by so many clients that I've worked with too, in a positive way. Right. Incredible. Like, I just think about the people I've been able to work with, the people that even myself, I have had coaches, yeah. how they've in- impacted me. Yeah. And so I, I know how much they've impacted me. So I want to be that for, for, someone, for else. someone else. Totally. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure you can understand just that aspect of like, you're not just doing hair. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's literally like 10% about the hair. Yeah. It's maybe like 30% about the hair. <laughs> 30 well it depends on the day what it's, okay so maybe it's like 60 percent 60 percent I don't know <laughs> it's about the hair but it's really like there's such an emotion oh my god like tied to it as there is yes. with again like with fitness oh yeah and when you're feeling insecure about which we can transition into kind of like how I met you yeah totally how, like NBR has changed my life. Uh, kind of transition into that. Um, but when you f- have that insecurity and like someone can bless you in some way or help you, like that's the most rewarding feeling, I think, on both sides. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then two relationships that are built from that. I think that's really cool, like in your vulnerability. Absolutely. And helping each other, you know. So. Yeah. So kind of going back to <laughs> how we met. How we met. So I, this is funny. I actually, fo- I've been working out for, time. yeah, probably 
more seriously for like six or seven years Mm. uh, where I was like, it started to become a huge part of my life Mm -hmm. where it wasn't just like, Oh, I like go to the gym like once a week. Like it was like, it started to become a consistent habit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started following Katie on Instagram. I don't even remember how long ago, but so I've followed her journey. I felt like I've known her for years and I've always been like, she is so fun. Like I know we'd be friends. (laughs) (laughs) so I've stalked Katie for years honestly like that's how it is but um no so she got NBR and I'm not going to speak for her but I'll just kind of let her um tell that but yeah Yeah. I've so I've known of Katie for a very long time just through more fitness related Mm -hmm. stuff Um, then I started following you like a while ago too like before we met yeah it's probably a year before we met I was following you. Really? It was a while. Oh. Because my friend Nona, shout out to Nona, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, my God, like, MBR, you know, something, because I had tape-in extensions. Previously. For my shows. Gotcha. And. Were you only wearing extensions? Just for my shows. Okay. For 2017 at the end of the season. Um, Because I wanted longer hair just for that you know, the end of my season. Cause it's a lot about beauty. It's kind of like a, it's a beauty pageant with muscles basically. Right. Right. So, um, so I wanted longer hair. So I had tape and extensions and I had asked Nona, I was like, I really don't want to do these much more because it takes out, you know, your hair when you have to take the glue out and it's like messy and it's just yeah. like, eh. Um, and it worked fine for that period of time. But after my shows, um, you know, I was like, I took out the extensions and you know, when you have extensions and then you take them out and you're like, and you go into a depression, <laughs> a hair depression. I was, I at first loved it. I like chopped off, chopped off my hair and I was like, oh, new me, new hair, new me. But then I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Cause I've always had longer hair and I just like, I just like having longer hair and I just think it looks better with my head is like enormous. So like, <laughs> So long hair balances out it your balances big head. Out, yeah. <laughs> Literally it does. Like, my, <laughs> like if you look at photos of me and my mom together, like my head is like twice. <laughs> I'm going to look now. I'm definitely going to look. I get my big head from my dad. <laughs> Anyways, oh God. Um, oh, and today's their 43rd anniversary. My parents, they're so cute. They Anyways, are. They just reminded me of that. So cute. They're so cute. Um. So I kind of was like, I need to find something else. So I had another NBR experience and it was not the greatest. And so through another friend of mine, Dev, shout out to Dev. She'll totally be listening. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll tell her to listen and she'll listen. (laughs) Dev's like one of my best friends now. And we've, so she was my physical therapist initially. And then we have become really close friends. Um, Love her to death. Anyways, she, she's great. She started coming to you. Uh-huh. And she was like, you have to go to Haley. Like, you have to. And Dev's like one of those people, like, if she says I have to do something, like, I'm going to do it. Because she doesn't just say things. Yeah. Like, and she, she has your best interest in 100%. mind. 100%. Totally. Like, if she tells me to run, I should run. If she tells me to do something, I should do it. <laughs> right. It's like. <laughs> all it's like bible yeah. you have to yeah, do it 100 yeah. percent. and 
so I then I think I DM'd you and I was like, hey, yeah, like, I have MBR, but like I'm interested in like coming and seeing you. So that's kind of how it all started. Right. So the reason I started wearing MBR partially was because of that, like, uh, you know, when you take out the extensions and you're like, oh my gosh, like my hair, like I want it back. So that was part of the reason. Another part of it is I experienced some hair thinning post-show. So for those of who are listening, who don't really understand, kind of maybe aren't in the bodybuilding fitness world, um, you have to get to extremely low levels of body fat. Like we're talking single digits where you look like a walking skeleton. Like it is crazy. With muscles. Yeah. Yeah. A skeleton with yeah. ripped it's, abs. It's, <laughs> it's... And a vascular butt. <laughs> <laughs> like I have glute shreds, like, like lots of glute shreds. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um, which is why, so that's kind of like a whole nother aspect of like the, the whole competition or the whole fitness world. It's an extreme and it's a sport. And so most people should not do it. Like I would not recommend it for 99% of people, hundred percent, right. like do not do it. But anyways, most people I will say never compete, but anyways, besides the point, but sidebar, <laughs> don't compete <laughs> unless you're doing it for like the sport. But even then you have to, um, be very mindful of things because I think what you're also trying to say is like coming out of that and like seeing mm -hmm. yourself in those like extremely yeah. lean mm -hmm. like it's hard to come out of oh with a gosh. healthy mindset right 100%. so on top of that mm -hmm. your hormones are going to be jacked up super super out of whack with any type of extreme dieting like that and mm -hmm. When it comes to your hair, you guys would be shocked the things that can affect your hair. Obviously, everybody associates pregnancy. Mm. You're going to experience hair loss. Well, extreme dieting, that kind of stuff also can affect how your hair it is. It mimics the same hormonal changes, hormone, hormonal changes as like a pregnancy, like yeah. the amount of extreme fluctuations you would have. I'm not saying it's the same hormone Right, right, right. No, but I understand what you're saying. But, but it's like, very extreme to very that. Very extreme. It, yes. Yeah. So it's not uncommon. And you see it a lot, not saying that you were anorexic by any means, but anorexia, yes. that kind of stuff. Yes. A lot of those girls suffer those mm -hmm. exact same yes. hair issues because it is like their body is right. so depleted. Right. Um, so right. it affects your hair. and. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where Katie was at when... It was thinning. It wasn't falling out no. at all, um, but it was just thinned. And... Dry. Yeah, it was dry. It was thin. Um, and since, I mean, my hair's like really kind of exploded recently. Like We <laughs> keep calling it her hormone hair, but <laughs> she... It's like so full at the root. It's almost like a fro. When we take her extensions out, it's like really big. Yeah. around her head and maybe yeah. it's big because you have big head now that I've just learned that <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time it's because I have a big head yeah, but no it's like super super full mm -hmm. through the roots and you yeah. can just tell like where her hair has just gone through so much mm -hmm. as like through the yeah, ends it's crazy but it's growing yeah it's yes healthier yeah and so I 100% needed like MBR too from that yeah. perspective and and just feeling like insecure about it right. because I was like, oh my gosh, my hair is like thinner. And I always had thick hair, always. And so this was the first contest prep, which 
you have to, especially, so it was my first pro season Mm -hmm. and it's just another level of conditioning that you have to get to on stage. Um, And so with that being said, some people suffer hormonally more than others. My body is very, very sensitive, like extremely sensitive. Um, So that's, that's, I can get extremely lean. Like I just genetically can. Um, Of course it's very difficult, but my hormones suffer quite a bit. Takes Um, a toll. Right. Some people can be okay and bounce back a little bit faster. It took me like a full year, a full year, which was really tested my patience. Um, And so through that process, having MBR really has just like, it's been such a blessing for me. Right. Because through the growth process, like I know it's it's getting so much better. And like last time you took out my rose, I was like, oh my gosh, like I could actually, my hair could be fine like without the rose. Like, and yeah. it was the first time I had ever like thought that. <clears throat> Felt that. Um, and so through that, it's been great to be able to have something that's not ruining my hair because tapins do yeah. just with the glue. And I mean, I experienced some thinning like through that because it was pulling out my hair. Right, right. Yeah. So I just think too, like, and with wearing the extensions, you were forced to kind of just like let your hair do its own thing. Like you didn't really have to mess with it a ton. You didn't have to style it. You're pretty low maintenance. Like you like to wear braids a lot Yeah. and your hair, your natural hair has that wave. It's like super, it's like that kinky kinky texture. So I just do the crimping iron. Yeah. It's great. And it goes with my natural texture. It works so well. so perfect. So I don't have to like I can style it once and then for a week be fine. You're I mean, good of to course, go. use the crimper like, you know, if I need to do the extensions a little bit more or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's been super low maintenance. And you yeah. don't have any trouble like wearing them up or Nothing. no and yeah. I I usually wear braids when I lift. Okay. Usually. Um, because I have the, that curly style and so then it just stays. Right. And then I can just blow it dry afterwards and it literally is like, you're not true. I don't have to do anything. It's so amazing. Um, and people are like, what do you do with your hair? And I'm like, I literally crimp it and braid it and like, that's it. <laughs> it takes me like seven minutes to get ready. <laughs> it takes like no time. Um, it's, it's incredible. Cause it's like, if you invest the time and money into something like that, it saves you so much time and money, like in other ways, you know? Totally. Like it's a big upfront cost right. and like, but day to day, I think it's so worth oh my gosh. the low maintenance yeah. of it. Oh, like for today, we have video today also, which is like, I didn't know we were going to have video. So Katie <laughs> looks really cute and I've just rolled out of bed. Oh I look God. like a potato, but I will say I you styled like your potato. <laughs> I Okay. Come on. Like. Your potato is like like a golden potato or something. Like everyone wants it. Girl, I'll be a golden potato any day. Okay. Wow. That was really nice. But like even like I haven't styled my hair and like I did I style it yesterday? I might have like touched it up yesterday, but this morning I hadn't even brushed it when we walked in until we like walked into the podcast studio. And I'm I was like, my eyes right now. <laughs> but Katie was like, do you need a brush? She pulls a brush out of her Mary Poppins bag. And I was like, actually, yeah, that'd be great. That's what I should start calling it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's it's like a so never much. ending. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. She's like, you need a snack? What do you, what do you need? Have, I've got it. I have like multiple snacks. 
<laughs> at all times. Always prepared for any situation. Always ready. But yeah, so it is nice. Like just low maintenance as far as like brushing, yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I We've kind of covered like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to touch on your business really quick and then I want to yes. talk about social media. Yeah. What are What's our time at, Dylan? Doing... Oh, wow. It's already been 36. Actually, though, I'm like, oh, okay. that's good. Like, okay. I thought it was going to be longer. So we're good. Okay, we're good. good on time. Okay, 36 okay. minutes. Okay. okay. Um, so your clientele now. Yes. Your business. Mm-hmm. You started off with like 10 people right out of the gate. Yeah. And you just started building that through social media, through Instagram? A lot through social media. Okay. So Instagram, YouTube were my primary some from Facebook. I mean, it really depends kind of where people are at. Yeah. Um, but social media, 100%. Okay. Um, and then from there, so I mostly work with distance clients. So It's not so, in-person training. So I do some in-person and okay. I do seminars um, occasionally, which I haven't done any recently. But um, I was consistently doing them more kind of when I was competing and traveling. So what I would do is kind of a business tip. Um, Ooh, I like this. So when you, if you... I just like hit it. <laughs> like it's okay. Me. It like scared me. Um, so if you have a trip, let's say for, I don't know, com- competition. So I would travel a ton for competing. So what I would do is then schedule seminars. So I would literally like make money competing. So it's it, it's basically impossible to make money powerlifting <laughs> unless you're like really good um but it's like a female like no you don't win money I don't think I ever won money powerlifting I did win money bodybuilding um but like even when you win when you win worlds you win three thousand dollars like you don't win much at all and you probably spent that like yeah getting there in your suit your dress like yes (laughs) so you're like cool I just like Like, I broke broke even. even Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Um, oh, no. But like for powerlifting, what I would do is then schedule a seminar after my competition and then actually make money. So what would a seminar consist of? Like what? Tell me so about that. So typically it's like half a day or a full day. And what we would do is go over lifts. So we go over like squat, bench, deadlift, or if it was kind of a combination. Is this in a gym or like yeah. in a classroom setting? Okay. In a gym. In a gym. And then we would have like a presentation portion. So sometimes I did these alone. Sometimes I would partner with other people, like other athletes or whatever it may be. Um, so I've who are them. competing in the same show, or we're just there. Okay, cool. So other athletes or other coaches or whatever it may be. And so we would either partner. I mean, I had a friend. Um, she powerlifted, and we did like. I think we did three seminars together in one year. Um, Yeah, so it was super fun. Like we did one in Nevada. We did one in New York. We did one here in Columbus. Um, And then I've done one in Florida where that wasn't my seminar. Um, Then I did another one by myself in Utah. So like when I would go somewhere. And also too, if you are on a vacation and you want to ride off the trip. Then it's a ride off. You can literally like ride off your expense if you do a seminar. Right. And so what I would do is I would schedule these seminars and then just stay in the area for a couple more days and have like a little vacation sometimes. But anyways, so I would do these seminars and then I would actually make money like traveling. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have to travel to this. You're like you know, excited about it. Right. Because I'm like, I'm racking in some dough. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Um, so based on how long the seminar was and how many people 
would be doing it with me. That's how much we would charge. Gotcha. Usually we'd, you know, be able to bring in quite a bit of money um, with these seminars. So that was super fun. Um, so anyways, I don't know how I got on that seminar. Oh, so most of my clients, um, definitely through social media and through putting out a lot of free information. Mm-hmm. So that's the way if any sort of aspiring trainers or coaches are out there, like putting out helpful information for people, people aren't going to hire you unless they know you're like knowledgeable. Yeah. So if you're just like posting selfies, like people aren't going to want to hire you as a coach. But if you are like actually putting out helpful information about training, about nutrition, um, about what you know, right. Then people are like, Oh wow. Like she seems knowledgeable. Um, or I really like the way she, you know, explains things. Cause that's like a huge part of coaching. Like, I don't know everything. I don't, and I'm not gonna, you know, there's people who are better at things than I am. Like, I'm not the best at, you know, everything. Right. But like, I will, if someone asks me a question, I don't know it. Like, I will try to find the answer. Like, and kind of having that sort of, um, just people understanding that about you too. It's like, oh, okay. Because a lot of times in coaching, there's a lot of people who, um, well, this isn't anything in life. Like people don't want to be like wrong. They kind of want to know everything. It's like, you can never know everything. Right. So being more of like a coach, a coach is not someone who knows everything. There's someone who's guiding you in the right direction and steering you who know, who has quite a bit of knowledge. That's important. Um, but can also seek out the knowledge. You maybe know other people they can seek out the knowledge from who are guiding you and, and directing you and giving you the kind of that, like directing the vehicle, right? It's right. not like going to, like my favorite coaches weren't necessarily like a PhD and whatever. It was like, they just helped me succeed in a way that also too, I vibed with their personality. And that's so important. Um, so being approachable, like on social media and showing your personality and like how you can help people and that sort of thing. So putting out that free information and um, then people are drawn to you and want to work with you. Totally. Um, people like doing business with yeah. people that they like. Exactly. That they feel exactly. like they know. And so then that's kind of how it all just built um, my client base. How many clients do you work with now? So I usually try to keep it between 30 to 40, 45 being like the max. The max. Um, so I just, I've been at a point where I've had like about 45 and there's, a, I mean, some coaches, some people can handle more, but like for me, I want to make sure I know like little details about my clients and like, I don't want it to become where I'm like forgetting things, um, which has happened for sure in the past. Well, but I will say like as a client of Katie's, I'm going to take a minute and brag Aww. on her for a second. Um, I've worked with numerous trainers, coaches throughout the years. I at one point thought I was going to compete in a bodybuilding competition and then just realized that it it wasn't for me. But Katie, when I'm like, she's like, I'm going to send you my, my questionnaire. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> it took you like three hours. It took me three days. Okay. <laughs> she sends me this questionnaire and it's like, basically anything semi relative to fitness, nutrition, I had to like answer. And it's not like, it was like an essay question, which is okay. (laughs) When you're not expecting it, you're like, what 
is this? But as you are getting into it, you're like, of course she needs to know all of this stuff. Like, this is super important. Like she wants to know if you've ever struggled with like an eating disorder. She wants to know like, you know, what your previous training has been like, what your history is, which I'm like laughing because like I do that with hair. Right. Like I do the exact same thing. I'm like, fill this out, fill out my questionnaire. Like I need you to tell me what's happening. Um, And it makes even more sense, like with your body, with your fitness. Mm -hmm. So she sends me then like all of the training options after she has, you know, everything she needs from me. And so I'm kind of telling her what I'm expecting and I didn't want to do a diet. I get, I can get very obsessive with tracking Mm -hmm. macros um, and not in not a balanced way. It's mm-hmm. taken me a long time to have a healthy relationship with working out and with mm-hmm. the gym and, um, with food. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally there. I, um, it's not like a stressor for me if I don't make it to the gym That's and I, so awesome. yeah. That's and I, a hard place to get. It to is. Know. And it takes a very, it took me a very like years. Mm-hmm. And, but I also like, I enjoy anybody that knows me, like I have the biggest sweet tooth on the face of the planet and like, don't sit a margarita in front of me and expect me not to drink it. Like I'm going to. So it's just taken a long time to get there. Um, And so I was like, at right now, like I'm not interested in a diet. Maybe eventually I know, obviously I would see so much more progress if, if I were, but I just wanted the training. I was, I'm pretty good in a gym. I can go in and put myself through a pretty intense workout, but I don't, it's something where like, I don't want to think about it. Like I go in. So here's the other thing. Katie sends me my first training. Oh, I haven't heard this. It's a Google document. <laughs> okay. I'm used to like these printable like worksheets, like week, like here's your workout for like five days and then like repeat next week. It's like, okay, here's your workout for this week. Send me the amount of weight you're doing. Or she's like telling me what weight to do. And then record your reps and then record your RPE, which a lot of people don't know what that means. Rate of perceived exertion. So basically it's like how difficult the set was. Out of 10. It's like a scale of one to 10. Scale of one to 10. So 10 being like you failed that last rep. Like you could not have gotten. Like somebody had to pick you up off the floor and wipe your tears. Exactly. So RPE would be like seven to eight, which means you could have done three, two to three more reps. Right. Right. Um, so for your set. Yeah. Another way to put it is like reps in reserve. So thinking about like a eight RP is two reps in reserve. So, so you had, yeah, you had a couple more. You could give a couple more if you had to, but exactly. you're like throwing up the you're praise like hands that you don't. In. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a good way. I think to so many people who train don't even understand. Well, it's a good way to gauge how the weight you're, you're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And how like getting in tune with your body. Totally. And knowing, okay, I had, and this is another thing. Some people, which you don't have this issue, but some people it's like you give them a weight. They say the RP was nine. And then I say, hmm, this week I'm going to put it in an AMRAP set, like as many reps as possible. And last mm-hmm. month they get like 30 reps. I'm like, so you You're thought, a liar. I'm like, you lied to me. No. <laughs> but it's a way to kind of like be like, hey, like, so that was Stop being a little... Be. So you're sandbagging it. So totally. I'm like, we're bumping this up by like twice as much. No, I feel like I you actually know. definitely do that. No, probably. you don't do that. You don't have that issue. Usually I want to die. 
But so she sends me this like Google document, which I just blew me away. Like the fact. And then here was the kicker. <laughs> oh, God. She sends me my own personal private YouTube video. <laughs> it was like 17 minutes and 32 seconds long. Breaking down how you describe each and every lift like so this is what the main page is and like it's like describing everything and then there's one page it's like my main lift so like my deadlift my bench uh, my squat and then it goes into like the all the accessory work like your uh, lateral raises your overhead press your leg extensions that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and she's like so Haley I can't see her. I'm looking at her computer <laughs> screen as she's clicking through everything. And she's like being her cute little giggly self. Like, well, if you have any questions, like this is what this means. So I have this like full blown understanding. There's like no blurry lines, no questions asked. And coming from somebody in customer service, like that is so huge. Like that little detail. I think I talked about that for like a month straight of just like how impressed I was that like, You went through all of that to make sure like I knew what I was doing. So we share this Google document. So I go in and like record all of my numbers. I save it, send it back to Katie. And she'll like usually within like 24 to 48 hours have the next week back to me with the changes that I need to make to continue my strength program. And that's, that was like my main goal. I just wanted to be like Mm -hmm. to be stronger. I'm not necessarily working towards a like a specific goal. I don't have a competition in mind, but just like living like a healthy lifestyle and being able to, I still want to just be able to eat what I want and drink what I want and live like a comfortable life in that way. But fitness is important to me. It's a priority. So I just wanted to have a little bit more structure. That was kind of my goal with my training. And to say I was blown away was like the biggest like seriously, like understatement ever. Cause I've never had somebody pay that much attention to the detail and to like all of those like little tiny things. And, and that makes a difference. So again, but I will say this, like your training programs are expensive Mm -hmm. and, but now seeing the detail that goes into them, Mm -hmm. you're like, duh, it's expensive. She's literally like holding my hand every week. Like I know if I send her an email, she's going to like get back to me super quick. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a question and I text right. her, like, so like, that's amazing. It's like worth literally every penny. And not to mention like I, the results speak for themselves. I didn't do before and after pictures, oh which gosh, is stupid, I but know. like, you, yeah, you I'm in incredible. the best shape that I've ever been in. And mm-hmm. obviously like, that's not, I mean, it is what I'm doing, but it's because of like the program that you've produced for me. Mm-hmm. I've been like a complete gym loser for probably the last like, no, you haven't. no I re- really have since like June, honestly, like since family vacation, like I was, I've kind of like, no, I've been like you've maintaining been, you've barely. Good. She you've says been, that, but I've not. Well, I kind of like ramped up those days a little bit. She so did. Been, yeah. So, but like the crazy thing is if I would have fallen off like this, mm-hmm. like a, even a year ago, right. my, like my physique would have Right. suffered a lot where right. it's like I mean I can tell like some small things I'm like Ugh, mm-hmm. I do need to like get back and you know be consistent again yeah. but so it's just cool to see just what like what your program has done for me thank you yeah and I think that too can be encouraging for people to know it's like it doesn't have to be this like all or nothing agree once you establish, and that's how I used to be right 
And once you establish a good base, you don't have to be in the gym six to seven days a week. I mean, you do not. I don't even want people to be. Um, and yeah, she has me in there four. Right now. Right yeah. now. Yeah. And I'm actually going like two to three <laughs> sometimes. We're going to talk about this in the ride home. I know, you guys. Crack the whip. Anyways. Um, I'll cry to you guys next podcast recording about I what Katie said to me. start coming to like Lancaster like certain days of the week and be like just um, surprising me you'd be like hey like i'm at all heroes like where are you i love my my mom (laughs) i'm just gonna yeah i'm start doing that okay perfect um but two that's that's like my goal too with working with my clients it's more sustainable yeah and you know with life should not surround your fitness. Obviously it's around my fitness is more of a, of a priority for myself because it's, it's my job. Yeah. And, but for most people, it should not be this obsessive thing that takes away from your family and takes away from living your life. I mean, of course you need to have discipline, of course, but through the process, you then build those habits of discipline and it becomes more of a lifestyle than like, I'm on my diet or I'm off my diet. Which right. is so prevalent in our in our world today. It's like you're either eating greens and you're, you know, whatever, like on this crazy extreme diet and doing cardio two hours. Like I have heard some of the craziest stories. I'm sure. Of these diets I just can't even imagine. And they don't work. Why? Because they're, first of all, not sustainable. Second of all, it's unhealthy. Right. Third, you're going to lose muscle if you follow something like that where you're literally like fasting for, you know, and just eating like 500 calories a day. Like it's insane. Um, You know, what is sustainable for your life and what's going to enable you to then be better for other people? It's about your health and wellness overall, not being obsessive about something that like where you're either on it or off it. And I think that was, I honestly, like when I started working with you, I approached what I was looking for differently. I was like realistic with you. Like Katie, I'm not going to follow a diet right right now. Like I'm not going to like pre-plan all of my meals right right now. Like my life is not built for that. And I don't, I don't want to take the time to do that right now. It's that's not a priority for me. Which is okay. Like, I think people don't understand that it's like, it it is okay. And it's good. Like you need to be honest. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Um, How are we doing on time really quick? Oh, we got to go in a second. So we'll wrap Um, this part up. Yeah. So you just have to be honest too with the people you're working with about your expectations and like what's realistic. Because if you're not clear with like someone you're hiring, just like someone that comes into you. Yeah. If you're not clear about what your goals are, then it's not going to end in a good result because you might be thinking something different than your client is thinking. Totally. Um, and so it's about like clear expectations in that regard too, with any sort of industry and working with clients. I agree. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks for coming. Oh, this was so fun. I know this was so fun. You have to come back again. Oh, 100%. but when Hannah's here, cause oh, that she's be actually fun. like the fun one. She makes everything like way more fun. I'm just like, like the boring one kind of, I think. You're not boring. Well, she's the fun one. So I'll yeah, you'll have fun. to come back. Be back for sure. Okay. Well, we appreciate it. Um, tell everybody like where they can find you yes. on social media um, in case they do are looking for somebody yeah. to be a coach. It's Katie Ann 100. 
and it's K A T I E A N N E, one hundred, like the number. Yes, one zero zero. So, um, and that's my yeah, and that links to everything. Cool. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we will see you next time. Okay, love you. Bye.